film nerds. Wanna be friends? I'm Dax. I'm Adam. And welcome to Cinepraisal. I do feel welcome. I'm glad you do. Thank you. This podcast is designed as a series of commentaries. Meant for you to play alongside the movies we're talking about. So invite us into your home. It's like we're in your living room with you. Right now. <laughs> the first season we recorded a little while ago, but we're happy to finally get it out there and have you hear it for the first time. So get comfy. Crack a beverage. And, and let's, let's watch, watch some movies. movies. Recording, we still got three bars. Okie doke. <clears throat> All right. Uh, where's the remote? Oh, right here. Ready? <laughs> I believe so. Okay, the Apple logo just shined on and off. Once upon a time. Pebble. So, Adam. Okay. <laughs> this is Dax. Yeah, this is Adam. And Dax, what are we doing? We are watching one of my favorite animated films, which is The Beatles' Yellow Submarine. And Adam has never seen it. Which I should point... Like, I am a huge Beatles fan. I have most of their albums on vinyl, like... I've just somehow never seen this, <laughs> and we are now 52 seconds in, and I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I think this is the only one of their films that all of them unanimously liked. And they actually didn't want to have any part to do with it until they kind of saw enough of it done that they went, oh, oh, we care about this, since <laughs> they thought it was so interesting. But yeah, you are right now. We are in the in the loving paradise of Pepperland. Sure. <laughs> so, so you've seen Hard Day's Night. Yes. And you've seen Help. Seen parts of Help. Have you Have you seen Magical Mystery Tour? No. That's a that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 this is not anything quite like either of the first two movies. Although I love. The first two. This has a much, a much more fantastical presence to it. <laughs> no. 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 S what? <laughs> the snapping turds. Yeah, no, I the heard snapping him. Turks. <laughs> so so there's quite a few allusions to um the Blue Meanies are basically Nazis. Yeah, no, I got that. 
I, I feel like... I'm just letting you soak this in. No, I, 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 just, I, I feel like America kind of got over World War II much faster than Britain did. But then they were also bombed to hell and back. Yes, so yes they were. Understandable to be a little bit peeved. <laughs> I mean, they did have giant green apples dropped on them, too. I feel like that was... Yeah, that's totally what happened. That was the last straw. Ah, the glove. What do you see? <laughs> I never want to interrupt the blue meanies. I mean, it's funny because like I simultaneously feel like I'm understanding so many pop culture references, but it also still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right, the original context of the joke doesn't make sense. No, yeah, it's like I get where things are coming from, but they like well, it's I don't still coming get from what nowhere here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The glove. Oh, oh, oh. This is the original master hand, folks. <laughs> Can you tell, by the way, uh, what character the leader of the Blue Meanies inspired? In, in another animated series. I mean, he seems a lot like him. Yes, Power yes, Girls. I'm yeah. glad you picked up on it. Yeah. Yes, Boss of the Blue Meanies came before him. Well, yeah, clearly. But just that whole, that whole, like, bipolar, very... Vaguely effeminate bipolar... They pushed the effeminateness of him a little far, I think. To a point where it's like, what, are you trying to make fun of, like, are you trying to say something here about... Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he just... Okay, for a second I thought he was just trying to blend in. <laughs> Adam's like, I have not seen the Beatles at all yet. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> run! He's trying to get old Fred to run with him. <laughs> he just now picked up on it. Love. <laughs> Can inconveniently placed Aztec temple. <laughs> well, no, there's a reason they're climbing it. I'm sure there is. <laughs> or I'm sure there's what someone would call a reason.
I do want to point out I am enjoying this. <laughs> I just have no like I I believe it's enjoyment I'm experiencing. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited for the journey you're about to embark upon. I mean, I kind of want to reiterate my previous point about the necessity <laughs> of altered states, but I don't know if we were recording when when we yeah no, that, that, up. that was that was before recording, but. <laughs> I don't believe you need to be high to enjoy a yellow submarine. I'm sure it would help. Um, so one thing to set in context is the Blue Meanies hate music. So you like, that's Let why... Let me go on the journey. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think they ever say it really, but like, maybe they do when I'm later sure on. they would react. Otherwise, how do you know? But that's why you saw old Fred trying to play music uh... at the very end as the... As the Blue Meanies were coming. I love these credits so much. So, for reference, we're watching... We're watching? <laughs> we're off to a great start. <laughs> we're watching Yellow Submarine. Uh, we're watching Yellow Submarine. And uh, this is the Blu-ray version. Uh, which comes in a nice, lovely little case with lenticular things. And uh, a little foreword from John Lasseter. Um... But yeah, apparently this edition of it, they hand cleaned every frame to to make it as pristine as possible. And let's it, let's it go looks ahead and beautiful. hear it for the uh, for the the film restorationist. Plus, here for <laughs> film restorationist, it is a very difficult job. To it is do. A li literally thankless because th that was probably the first time anyone clapped for them. <laughs> we'll always clap for you. Um, I, I don't want to do too much about the history of this because if you uh, if you have this version of it, there's a wonderful commentary from John Coates uh, with a little bit from Heinz Edelman, who's the art director, and they they pretty much go over all of the cool little tidbits and things. So this is more of a reaction and a sort of artistic analysis of what it is. Yeah, um, that's what it is. But... Uh, it's, I don't know, it's it's like a surrealist, psychedelic odyssey. You go ahead and analyze, and I'm just going to go along for the ride. <laughs> we're, we should note that we're watching this to kind of cleanse the woman in black, which is the one we watched just before. Yeah, we just, we're not cleansing the woman in black, we're cleansing our cinematic palette from having just from watched having the woman just in black. seen it. Not that it, we love the movie. Love the movie, it's just... You know, you kind of want to go through the rest of your day without that profound sense of dread. <laughs> it was just intense. And not that Yellow Submarine isn't intense, uh, but I think it's a more lighthearted film, for sure. <laughs> it's another brand of intense. Um, and we're about to see one of the cooler sequences in the movie, which uh, did use an animation technique of using photographs. And it's kind of... Monty Python-esque? Yes. I mean, there is rotoscoping later on, but this is the one sequence where they actually kind of did some clever stuff with uh, combining live action into the animation. And uh, it's a great opening. Coolio. You got some parallax movement there. Oh, I, lo I love parallax movement. <laughs> 
I'm not being sarcastic. I no, 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 I know. I'm, I'm right there with you. <laughs> and we're going to try our best not to sing along with all of these songs. I make no promises. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if our tracks get taken down? Yeah, because there's like a cover within our our commentary. <laughs> Apple has sent you a cease and desist. Uh, no, but Eleanor Rigby is one of the. God, we just like rest in peace, George Martin. Um, this song would be nothing without his uh, string arrangements. So sad. He, I think he died last year. Or the year before. Nobody ever gets... Nobody ever, like, puts up big posts on Facebook. The Facebooks on the you know, social medias. Nobody ever puts up posts on Facebook about when producers die. You know, when, like, those people who were essential but aren't necessarily, like, the forefront Well, I actually, like, I find it really interesting that nowadays we're, we're seeing producers getting credit for the for the mu the music and then the vocalist is featured like with anything mark ronson does mm. it's always it's a mark ronson album but he's the producer right the people the people singing like bruno mars like he's just featured or mystical is featured but it's a mark ronson album i guess so i guess that's kind of how the gorillas are in some sense like they're basically all it's damon albarn producing an album yeah. of all these different people. Well, actually, no, because uh, Gorillaz, the Demon Days was actually produced by Danger Mouse. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. Demon Days is one of my favorite albums They were just re-releasing it on vinyl. <laughs> uh, I just saw the new Gorillaz video last I, night. I haven't seen the video yet, but I've been listening to the music, and we are off topic, but it's awesome. Anyway. It's, it's very awesome. I <laughs> No, because it's been like six years uh, five years. Five years yeah. since Plastic Beach, which I like. Um, and, oh, here we go. It's the introduction to Ringo. So the voice actors are not the Beatles for this because they were apparently busy doing stuff, but they got sound alikes. They got sound alikes. And in a weird way, I actually like these voices more for the characters in this because it makes them feel like artistic representations of the Beatles <laughs> at times rather than the Beatles themselves. Um, that's a very bullshitty answer or bit. analysis, but, <laughs> but no, there's a charm to the way that they deliver a lot of the dialogue. This is also very pun heavy, so prepare oh, yourself I'm, I'm for sure. that. I'm sure. I've seen a lot of parodies of it. <laughs> this is uh, you know, early representation of Donald Trump. <laughs> oh no. We've, we've gone there already. Yep. It's the only, the second commentary. We just, <laughs> we just lost half our audience. <laughs> eh, you can cut it. I'm not cutting anything. This is our unfiltered selves. 
Is this a commentary on the policing force of of uh, Liverpool? Of Liverpool. Only yeah, probably. In, only interested in finding pussy. Aren't we all? I have no comments. <laughs> so Ringo is, in some ways, the main character of this movie. I I mean, all four of them kind of are, but if you had to pick kind of a through-line character, maybe it's him? Submarines, blue meanings. See, you got to remember watching this that no other film had really attempted this like Peter Max inspired aesthetic for animation before. This is the one that did it. And they were not working on a Disney budget by any means. Wait, what? <laughs> the doors. This this just got boshy and real quick. <laughs> Oh, I actually got to see the Garden of Earthly Delights when I was in Madrid. Oh. So cool. Yeah, there's a lot of suspension of reality in this in this movie. Really? <laughs> but what I find interesting about it is even though it's pretty surreal, it's also very accessible. Like, you're never confused to a point of alienation. And it obviously has a sense of humor about it. <laughs> okay. Philistine. Yeah, I got it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he said it. It's also not Frankenstein. Yeah, I'm one of those it's people. It's true, it is Frankenstein's monster. I'm one of those people. I feel the need to point it out every time someone says it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just love the fact that 
They're still in Liverpool. Like, they haven't gone to the fictional place yeah, yet. Yeah, they, they haven't left yet, and it's equally weird in their own home. We had the sitar J. I love this is George Harrison's room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about right. No, I mean... Okay, there are films where, like, we were just watching in The Woman in Black, where the story is very... Concise. Yeah. Well, well yeah, we kept remarking on the uh, the economy of it. Yes. Yellow Submarine takes a very different approach that isn't necessarily worse, but it is a film that is not afraid to meander artistically at certain points. Submarine Explosion Blue Mini. <laughs> God damn it. It's all in the minds. I imagine that's a statement George Harrison would say often. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the reason I think that these voice actors work well is that they they do a good job of kind of creating the same sort of banter sure. that the Beatles would have. And funny story about the guy who plays George Harrison, um, but uh, Peter Batten. Um, Ooh, I know that name. He, I'm pretty sure it was George, but they apparently couldn't find someone who sounded similar enough to him. And they were just in a pub. One time, and I think it was the director and producer, and they were sitting in a pub, and they just heard a guy that sounded like him. <laughs> and they went over and asked him if he wanted to be in the movie. Hey, it's Kong. <laughs> wanted to do an audition. Oh, uh, yes, this will play a connective tissue to uh, our Kong Kongmentary. Yeah, if we can troubleshoot that one. That's <laughs> <laughs> so earlier. Should we even bring this up? No, no, we're good. <laughs> we'll let you wonder about that forever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you listen to the other commentary, they also tell a funny story about the voice actor for George in this. So give that a listen. Down. <laughs> Paul is just off gallivanting. Well, as as he would. Enjoying the fame. I love the feet. The legs in this are all so great. So, like, oversized. I just... I always love... <laughs> I, I always love stories where it's just like, we need help! Quickly, go get musicians. <laughs> I mean, that's usually my reaction. Ah, uh, yes, the scene. Oh, uh, I know where this is going. Neat. And now we are 
within the submarine. Yeah, a lot of artistry. Yeah, um, we're already toe-tapping. We're already toe-tapping. God damn it, Beatles. <laughs> um, so, seven, eight, nine, ten, okay, I love I'm done. you, and we're flagged. Um, <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, the animation for this, they had to, apparently, because they were so under budget, uh, not under budget, but they didn't have a big budget, and they, apparently, they got a lot of help from students at local art colleges, so. <laughs> <laughs> kind of frowned upon in some ways, but. Uh, having been students at art colleges. Having been, having been students who <laughs> have worked for free on things. Yeah, um, that's, that's, that will never change. It, nope. It's, it's, it's a very unfair way of trying to break in. It's the circle of, uh, of professional artistry. And eventually you get to a point where you need to sucker in people who... And then you use art students. I try, I try to avoid yeah. ever coming to that point. Um, all together? No, damn it. <laughs> and the ink squids. I'm, I'm actively not, like, trying hard not to. Well, it is a testament to the music of the Beatles that it's something that still is that infectious but again this this movie in any other film we would have just kept going you know like but now we're in this interesting music video so it's i almost think of yellow submarine as a series of music videos tied together by this kind of loose plot about about the blue meanies trying to take over pepperland um but I do, I do stand by thinking this is, it's very accessible surrealism. Like Kiss Save Santa. Yes, it is exactly the same as Kiss Save Santa. Everyone knows pterodactyls hate the sound of electric guitars. Is <laughs> <laughs> it just weird that like Alan Moore floating past the window? <laughs> I think it was. Alan Moore has been alive throughout all of time. Then, then again, I kind of thought it was Alan Moore at my window earlier when you came knocking. <laughs> I still have my my signature beard. It's never been my signature before. No, no. But there's a lot of cool techniques in this where they'll use cycles very inventively. Like right here, they've got all the clocks moving and uh, they're using kind of the same animation over and over. <laughs> mm. 
Also for the submarine, they apparently printed out a bunch of different angles of the submarine that they could kind of paste so that people didn't have to keep redrawing the submarine every time they wanted to make it move. It's the old uh, South Park maneuver. Kind of. Like a very fluent, well-done version of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> no offense to South Park. It's very good, though. Like, it, it looks very convincing in space when it moves. Oh, yeah. Because that would have been a As nightmare. long as you have enough, you know, angles for the frame rate, you're fine. Hey, you said a lot of references now make sense to you. What, were there any in particular that were standing out in your mind? Mostly the glove. Hmm. What did it what did it make you think of? No, it's just I've seen the glove before. In what? Uh stuff. <laughs> so I'm putting Adam on the spot. Yeah, I'm I'm really bad at that. Let's see if you can guess what song's coming up. Yeah, it's exactly the song I thought was coming. <laughs> Excuse me. You better sing. Well, that's that's an easy solution. Don't ba dum ba dum. That's what I mean. This maybe it is because of the levity of the humor. Like it's it's not like you get caught up in this pretentiousness. Uh, it's all in the name of fun and being kind of interesting. It's, it's a. This is the closest thing you'll ever get to an animated collage with a narrative under it. It's, it's the, the whole essence of this film is collaging things together. It's like animated trompe l'oeil. Points to everyone who <laughs> 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 might have gotten that. <laughs> you. Bum, bum, bum. Then we're da gonna da be da flying. Da <laughs> nah. If we're uploading these to Bandcamp, they're not gonna care. I I like that singing is the uh, the solution, though. Yeah, man. I feel like that's gonna come up a lot. <laughs> well, and we were talking before about kind of the importance of setting up why something is important in a film, and this film does actually have rationale for why they need to go get musicians, is because the very enemies in it dislike music. So it actually makes sense that the solution to problems in this film are music. Are All right, I'll give songs. you that. Well played, salesman. <laughs> this is a very clever way of Filling a minute's time. <laughs> Just counting. <laughs> well, in very clever ways, too. Because as soon as you start animating, it just it adds up ridiculously. But if you can come up with... I mean, there's still animation in a lot of these, but... Some of them were very minimal. Aww. Adorable. 
<laughs> Got all the stripes. And it's kind of a shame because I feel like it would be very hard to get a budget behind something like this because if you tried to make it now, because the advantage of it having been a Beatles movie was, okay, there was enough, there was enough money to do something like this. And there was an attitude at the time of trying to be experimental, um, but, and you could definitely, there's definitely experimental animation nowadays, for sure, but to do it on kind of this level? Yeah, I was just thinking, like, you know, I was wondering how this would fly if it was done today. And, like, who who are the musicians today that could pull off a feature that's this just out there? Like, I can't really think of anybody that, like, I wouldn't just call pretentious. <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm aware that's rich coming from me, but still. <laughs> this coming from a man who made a new wave French film. Yes. As you want to tell the story? And then won a festival in the south of France. <laughs> I earned that, damn it. <laughs> oh boy. Godard would be proud. We'll watch a we'll watch a Godard film at some point. Uh, a woman We're is about, yeah. A woman is a woman. Woman is a woman. Yeah. Have you ever seen the episode where Monty Python starts making fun of Godard films? I've seen all of Monty Python, so it's the, the answer is yes. The but one I don't that, remember. Isn't it the one where it's on the seagull beach? Like there's like a beach of seagulls, and then a it's just a woman standing there. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, like. Terry Jones walks out wearing like, just a white scarf and sunglasses or something. Ah, uh, this movie is not for epileptics. Oh yeah, the flashing green red cube and uh, it hurts. Yeah, that's that's painful. I'm gonna go ahead and look over here now. It's like uh, it's like the Electric Soldier Porygon episode. Um, nice reference. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Hundreds of kids were rushed to the hospital from British cinemas after <laughs> a rotating epileptic cube gave them seizures. Uh, ah, it's so cool. And here we are. <laughs> I want to say that to people. <laughs> he looks wrong. <laughs> <laughs> ah. ah the sea of monsters I always think of my um my friend Alex draws a lot of monsters that feel reminiscent of these kinds of beasts in fact she did a, a yellow submarine-esque fan video of a Shmoyoho song uh Look up the Alexicon on YouTube. And, uh, but no, like, she did a really good job of kind of capturing this aesthetic. But I feel like she's probably very inspired by these sorts of designs. Think monsters that are kind of, like, cute at the same time as being very creepy. Aw. 
is a teacup monster. God, and we're also going to watch Fantastic Planet. What? <laughs> I can't just pick normal animated films. Clearly not. <laughs> what is, what is this, who is this woman? Belle? <laughs> she, she has... Weird aspirations of wanting uh, to my, read. My uh, my sister and her husband were showing my niece uh, Beauty and the Beast for the first time. The animated one. Yeah, the, yeah, the animated one. Which and, you now have to say. Yeah, and the the entire time, apparently, they were just looking at each other like, what is going on? Because <laughs> they didn't realize that it was essentially Stockholm Syndrome, the movie. Yeah, I mean, you can make arguments about it not being, but... Can you? No. <laughs> this one. <laughs> when in doubt, hurt Ringo. I used to... Their hands are freaking me out. I'm glad that my dad loves the Beatles, because I could just imagine being... Uh, and my mom too. Like I can just imagine being a kid, and I had the like the VHS of this when I was a little kid, and I remember watching it. And I like my dad loved watching it, and then and, and my mom too. And it was one of those things where like later on I thought I'm glad they liked it because that could have seemed so weird yeah, to parents yeah. that didn't get it or know what this was. I, I never saw it because, like, my dad's also a big Beatles fan. Uh, he's got all of their albums, singles, things that Apple released, things that Capitol released. Right. But I asked him about this movie, and he was like, no. <laughs> Some people can't handle it. I've shown it to friends who, uh, just in the first ten minutes, are like, I don't know. Which I guess is a counter to my accessible point I was trying to make. Sure. But. I mean, I mean, like, you know, I'm the one who's, like, making a, uh, a tradition out of watching the Star Wars holiday special every year. <laughs> oh, now, God, so. you're a, you're a very, very self-mutilating. <laughs> self-flagellating. Self-flagellating. Uh, I don't know, like, I actually dug it because, yeah, like... Did you catch it? Yes. <laughs> I, I dug it because, like, I actually really enjoy, like ambitious low-budget science fiction sure but that like, would be I've, fine if i've it seen wasn't... every i've seen every extant episode of doctor who so that 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 would be fine if not for the fact that it came after a big budget version of that thing you know what i mean yeah well i mean like actually was did star wars have that huge of a budget the original one because I know they bigger they than the holiday special, probably. Yeah, but it was that was a, you're talking a TV special versus a feature film. Yes, I mean it doesn't negate what I'm saying that it was a cheaper thing. You at, already at saw the, what, at the like, time. Do you think people were really putting like feature film level budgets for TV specials? No, 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 no. My point is that you're saying you like low budget science fiction. I'm saying that would have been fine if it wasn't Star Wars. Like if it had been a different thing. I don't know. I think I'm, to I'm able to take it as what it is. Godspeed to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I will forever remember uh, being in a being in a shop with a friend. Okay, so we were, <laughs> let me set up the story a little bit. 
We were going to a Judas Priest concert. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, all great stories start with that. Um, and we ended up in a Chinese restaurant beforehand because we wanted to eat. And for whatever reason, I, it probably was close to December, they were playing the Star Wars Holiday Special... That's on awesome. the TV in this Chinese restaurant. And it, we just kind of, after a while, start watching it and going, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if I can handle this. It's This is just so weird. I, I invited a bunch of people over to watch it, and Annie was on the list. And she... <laughs> Has she, she never she seen sent it? Back, no, no. She sent back, like, a five-text long message about, like, how you will start to question your sense of reality while watching it. <laughs> Sounds like a very Annie yeah. <laughs> response. She, 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 was, she was like, I can't tell you enough not to watch this. She's like, we used to use it in college to get people to leave after a party. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, your story uh, just reminded me of that time that, uh, we ended up at two o'clock in the morning singing karaoke at a Thai restaurant. Ah, oh, good days. Good days. So anyway, Yellow Submarine. Yeah, well, the monster ate itself. Yeah, I saw that. Subscribers. And here we're about to meet my favorite character. I like pure. Me neither. <laughs> Show him Amota. There's a lot of rhythms in the dialogue that I like. <laughs> I... I want to be, I want to be like Jeremy in life. He's, he's, he's one of my idols. <laughs> he's your Carl Denham. He is. No, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm very much a person who has 
their mind in too many things a lot of the time. And he's a very good depiction of what that kind of mental state is. Almost to the point that it's a disability, you know? Yes, yes. I'm very familiar with this. (laughs) But that's why I love that character, because he's... Yeah, he, he just he kind of shows a sympathetic light to someone who doesn't know how to like not do obsess one thing. Yeah, doesn't know how to do one thing or not obsess themselves with like too much. And I've always had kind of a problem with proper focus. Um And this is also one of my favorite Beatles songs of all time. You do too much. You're not Superman, you know. <laughs> ha ha! <laughs> Uh, cool little perspective tricks there. I don't know. After a while, you don't even like question any of this. At least I don't. I heard. I was actually listening the other day to uh, Star Talk, and I heard it was just such a weird exposition. But Neil deGrasse Tyson explaining to someone what M.C. Escher's artwork looks like. Hmm. Do you, can you remember a tidbit from it or? No, not really. But it's just like, it just reminded me of like a wrinkle in time when they're trying to explain to Ant Beast, the blind creature, what it is to see. Hmm. It's just like, how do you explain this to somebody if you've never, never experienced it? Yeah. Like, how do you explain MC Escher? People have tried to explain this movie to me and I. And did any, clue. did it not any of it? <laughs> no, no. That's why I, I kind of didn't want to say too much because again so much of this film is about the visual and musical <laughs> it's it's about the synthesis of those two things in a way that's extremely unique um god i can't believe they were planning on trying to remake this at some point that was in in talks for a little mm-hmm. while like robert robert zemeckis yeah, yeah. Robert yeah. Zemeckis, when he was kind of going crazy with his um, motion capture films, they were in talks to do a 3D one of this, and my, my heart sank. I was like, please don't. Please, please never even try. <laughs> like, this is not a film that ever needs to be remade for any reason. Well, it's like the other day when we were talking about people trying to remake Hitchcock movies, and it's like, you're you're not Hitchcock. Yeah. You're not going to do better than Hitchcock. You don't, re- you don't remake Casablanca, and you don't remake Wizard of Oz, although they've tried Oz the Great and Powerful. Which I still haven't seen. Something like that. Hmm. Aww. <laughs> I actually made little uh, foam, little sculptures of, uh, I think, of Ringo and of Jeremy and the the Blue Meanie and the hand for my dad Mm. one time. But I love his character design. Yeah, like I've, I've seen action figures of a lot of this, actually. So, again, like I've seen stuff from this. And just didn't know the context. And in fairness, I still don't get the context. (laughs) It kind of just hits you with stuff and just goes, you know, accept it. Pretty much. Well, life is terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) But was that a segue? (laughs) Well, no, I mean, like, life is weird. Uh, 
It's just we don't think it is because we're now used to it. But in some sense, this is no different than any other <laughs> kind of venturing into the world and being that's, like... That's what I always say about, like, when when some people are making projects, like, specifically for kids and they always, like, talk down to them. It's like, you don't have to do that. Like, people are always worried, like, oh, well, kids aren't going to get it. And it's like, kids spend every day of their life not understanding what's going on around them. Right. Like, they actually have a much better ability to put stuff together than we do. So it doesn't surprise me that you enjoyed this as a kid. That's something I really like about um, the show Steven Universe. I feel it does a good job of kind of capturing that essence of what it's like. I need to watch that. Oh, it's, it's a love. It's probably the best TV animated, TV, or not animated, but the best like TV series on right now. Um, but it does a good job of kind of showing when you're a little kid and you don't really know stuff and every day is kind of like, ah, I feel so incompetent because I am not aware of these things I should be aware of. And I, you start realizing how it kind of takes a toll on those who are your caretakers and they love you and they want, they wish the best to you, but you need to figure out how to grow up. And it does a really good job of tackling that issue. Um, but yeah, when you're a kid, you don't, you don't need to question stuff like that. Maybe that's... You don't need to... Or, sorry. You don't need to think that stuff is really weird. Because everything's weird. Yeah. And that's... Like, while I've been growing up on this earth, I always thought it was strange when people would say certain things are strange. Because I'm someone who looks around every day and goes... It's all strange. We did this. <laughs> we made giant stone monuments and... and have small magic boxes in our pockets that can communicate with, like... Yeah, we have the internet in our pockets, and we carved four men's faces into a mountain. <laughs> and we discovered the persistence of vision. Yeah. Um, and like... Yeah. Oh, well, this is my I always favorite, say the we, we live in the frickin' future at this point. Yeah, I wonder how much more future we're going to keep delving into. Um... You know yeah. Dubai has flying taxis now? Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. They're essentially giant... No, don't tell me. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. How, in what capacity? How do they have that? You can just call it to come pick you up. It'll land. You get in. Tell it where you're going. And it is automatically it a, flies you over there. Is it a helicopter? No. They're giant drones. It can lift a person. Yeah. They're giant drones that have a passenger compartment. I would not want to be part of the alpha right? testing stage of that. I wouldn't, want to, I wouldn't want to be part of the beta. I would like, <laughs> let this already have existed for like six years and then I'll try it. I love this this shot here. Oh, this is the roto you were talking about? Yeah. Well, this is all roto, but like this is the one where they purposely like really color outside of the lines on purpose. It's all, you can see the paint brushes, strokes and... yeah. No, but, yeah, no no other film. It's like, all right, we're going to meander and just have this, this kind of beautiful piece of art. You can meander in a movie. Yeah. If you have something interesting to show along the way. Yeah, meandering doesn't mean wasted time. Meandering means stepping away from the plot briefly to explore something else. 
what's the Japanese term, uh, ma, which is the space between things. I was going to say, like, you, you would be the one to know that. Not me. <laughs> um, no, but it's, it's a thing that is not always present in Western filmmaking. There's a value to it. <laughs> well, that's helpful. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I would I'm very curious what it was like to storyboard this film and then the head sneeze I'm, I'm curious what it was like in the pitch meeting for this well what's curious is I think the director was the one who did the Beatles TV show the animated TV show that's which right is that is a thing that exists completely different from this in tone Again, not for the epileptics. I don't call this epilepsy, just dizzying. That's by hand. They didn't have any after effects to help them with that. Ugh. Like, somebody sat in a room for a month, probably. How? <laughs> All the little references. Uh, wow. Like the broken perspective there. where Because it shows like you can look... Which, which part of the hole is the top? Yeah. About holes. <laughs> uh, that song always I guess now's as good a time to bring up my sort of I don't know beef but just quandary about that song it's getting better all the time because in the middle of that song, there's this very brutal line about spousal abuse. Yes, yes, there <laughs> is. I, yeah, that's that's one of the things I always like to point out. So Nobody we, knows. Nobody notices. Nobody ever notices, like, hey, this happy-go-lucky song used to be cruel to my woman. I beat her and kept her apart from the, the things, things that, that she, she loves. Because, <laughs> man, I was mean, but I'm changing my scene. And I'm doing the best that I can. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, that's great. <laughs> that you're, I mean, you're I'm, trying to not be that way anymore, but. I'd rather you be getting better than worse, but, but still. <laughs> <laughs> it's just vaguely uncomfortable, but it's. 
not even vaguely uncomfortable. It just comes out of nowhere, but I'm not even sure entirely what it's trying to say. Like, I'm just more of a product of when the song was written. Well, I mean, yeah, it's the 60s. James Bond once slapped a woman on the ass and said, run along, darling, man talk. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> now they have found old Fred. Oh, the hole's turning into clouds. Which is clever. Found old Fred. Not old Greg. Old Greg? No? Okay. No, no, we're not. <laughs> I love the obsession with apples and all the Beatles stuff. It'd be kind of cool to see this in stereoscopic 3D. If that, that had been a thing. That would just break your brain. God, all the individual teeth on some of the characters. <laughs> All the music jokes. I like his cape. Yeah, like, some of the design work, you really gotta wonder how much time went into having to draw those things over and over and over again. I like John's walk cycle. <laughs> it's like this, this kind of wide strut. It's a forward walk cycle too. It's kind of hard to, it's harder to do those. Yeah, see? You okay. just said they don't like music. You would have found out. Alright then. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, now it's just you and me, audience. It wasn't a good enough slam. There we go. I'll add in a slam. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, Dax is back. Yeah, uh, you I'll know. I'll allow it. <laughs> you can't get rid of me. Alright. <laughs> Very unsettling. Back to the woman in black. <laughs> They're very similar films. If <laughs> yes. You, if you sit and compare them long enough. All about the horrors of the English countryside. <laughs> both British. They both have a color in the title. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's about where it that, ends. That's about... That's about... I mean, 
I also remember when she was dropping apples on all the children to kill them. That wasn't an apple. That was a that was an oil lantern. Oh. <laughs> I'm enjoying that our our commentary on this is just as meandering as the movie is. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to stay focused yeah. on something like this because... because there's nothing to focus on. Like there's just stuff happening. But it all adds up. Like, you have a... There is a story being told. Yeah, every so often. (laughs) It's world building. This has a very... I think you can spend time on world building if you have an interesting world to build. I freaking love that glove. It's, Its design is so clever. I actually wonder if it was the inspiration for Master Hand in Smash Brothers. It wouldn't surprise me. I do love that Master Hand in Smash Brothers is just a child's hand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also love that Crazy Hand is, <laughs> is just like... <laughs> Yeah, you have to wonder about that child. (laughs) Crazy, writhing... (laughs) Well, like, I kind of want to see the Super Smash Brothers short film where it is just a child's hand that the the toys are beating the crap out of. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's... At the end of the day, that's what some video games are. They're just an extension of that childhood sense of playing. Oh, yeah. But it's taking it to an extreme fluidity. I'd say the series that most captures what it was like when I was playing with my toys as a kid is probably Uncharted. Really? Yeah. Were you that's, trying to that's go why on I make movies. Grand, <laughs> on grand adventures across... Uh, across... Uh, where does the first one take place? Uh, the first one takes place in Panama and a uncharted island off the coast of Panama. <laughs> I was hoping you'd just say, I don't know, it was uncharted. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I had an actual answer for you. <laughs> oh, he's like Janusz from Ghostbusters 2. That's exactly correct. <laughs> And now you have to be punished for mentioning Ghostbusters too. No, I don't. Their love kept lifting me higher and higher. See, now you want to leave. <laughs> yeah, but I already used that bit. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> What was I saying about rhythms dialogue? How did they not see them on the way in? <laughs> I know, that's a very good point. <laughs> it's 
talking to someone the other day who said they played bagpipes. You know what I find to be one of the greatest, most interesting mysteries of life? The fact that around us today, just out in the world among us, are people who at one point worked their asses off to become the greatest guitar player they could. <laughs> just because the skill is no longer necessary doesn't mean there aren't people who still who don't still have it. There's not enough who can brace the guitar. So, somewhere in the world, a man is currently like at a party and he just like side glances a guitar, debates picking it up, and then just says no and walks away. <laughs> One of my favorite shirt designs I've seen is a Venn diagram where on one side, I think it's a, I think it's a duck playing a guitar and on the other side is a beaver playing the keyboards mm -hmm. and in the middle of it is a platypus playing the guitar. That's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's an amazing design. Somebody needs to make that an alarm clock. Yeah. That'll wake... terrifying clown spitting its head and screaming. <laughs> that'll wake me up. There you go. There's another connection to the woman in black. There's bo They both have creepy clowns. Oh. That seem to be wind up. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I think George Martin did the score for this as well. Or was it... Was it George Harrison? I think I recall a story about George Harrison helping... Like, this is a George. Right. It's both... One of the Georges was, was in charge of doing a lot of the score. That should be your Halloween costume, man. You should just get one of those suits and walk around carrying a giant apple. Get on stilts. You don't even have to. <laughs> You're a very tall man. <laughs> I suppose it's true. I've never seen a cosplay of the Apple Bonkers from Yellow Submarine. Is that what they're called? Yes. God damn it. There you go. Boom. This is a Schindler's List-like act of God that his gun didn't work. <laughs> and now... Now you're asking yourselves, where's this all going? Yeah, now I'm asking. <laughs> that is something I will say for certain stories. Like... You... You may know, ultimately, what's going to happen, but you don't always quite know how you're getting there. Sure. And good movies, you don't always know how you're getting there. And that's something that I realized every time I went back and watched um, old 
the the original series of Star Trek. A lot of those episodes, first time you see them, no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I have the foggiest idea of where it's going to land with its narrative. And I like that a lot. And like the time a giant green hand came out of a planet and pulled the ship down? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> stuff like that. And maybe there was just something more about that time where it was kind of... I don't know, there wasn't this sense of predictability. And there's so many movies I see nowadays where it's it's kind of... I don't know... I don't know what the enjoyment is because I can I can tell what's gonna happen. I'm not chair dancing. Shut up. You aren't because you're on a couch. It's actually a <sighs> futon. <laughs> Lonely Sergeant Pepper. Oh, we got flagged again. Um, <laughs> Human beings did this. We invented we invented music. We came up with film and animation and the Beatles. You talking about humanity? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then we made the Beatles. And then we made the 60s. <laughs> and then we made Yellow Submarine in the context of all those things. So you're saying that Yellow Submarine is the apex of human achievement? <laughs> it is anpex. Anpex? Of human achievement. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I wonder if they got Damn. flagged. <laughs> the Sound of Music is suing Yellow Submarine for copyright infringing upon several lines of... <laughs> A lot of violence in this film. <laughs> I forgot Jesus. that that happened. <laughs> I just noticed they have six fingers. Yes. There's always something I liked about their designs. Because it's kind of subtly makes you go, oh? <laughs> It's a pet peeve of mine when characters only have four fingers in animation. I really dislike it a lot. But, I don't know. To, to each their own style. So creepy. Get the heck 
<laughs> I like to imagine how far he had to step back from the microphone every time he was reading lines. <laughs> oh no. He's just, he's crazy. He's like fat shit crazy. <laughs> 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 I always really liked that little bit of animation. You could never do something like that in, I don't know, Moana. <laughs> I love Moana, but it's like a thing that you couldn't get away with in some types of... Sure. I mean, I love how they're using love to defeat it, but not in the sense of like, oh, well, it's love. No, they're usually, no, like, they're using literally the using words. the word love. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a I metaphor for a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor for the metaphor of love. <laughs> I really enjoy how frustrated the glove gets throughout this whole sequence, and also how bomb these 3D words are that were all done by hand. It's a turducken of metaphors. <laughs> My sister and I always joke about making a turducken just because of how ridiculous of a concept it is. <laughs> Gather now? You can... you can beat your own giant gloves. With the power of music. I mean, thank God they told me. I've been wondering for the longest time now. <laughs> yeah, you've had a pretty big glove problem outside. <laughs> oh, George, you and your you and your Eastern magic. Oh, callbacks. <laughs> Oh, it's repairing the world. That's right. Revert. I kind of like the way this movie uses revert, like reverse animation. Sure. They'll take a lot of things that happened and play them backwards to interesting effect. They did it in the middle of the Nowhere Man segment, too.
<laughs> and we're going to walk away from this now. Wow. <laughs> this is a deep cut Jesus. Kentucky reference. Jesus. <laughs> wonder if it was really like that to hang out with John Lennon sometimes. I have to imagine it was. <laughs> it's Beetlefruit. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't think that was a setup. <laughs> They're decanting. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I have a theory with puns. Either you completely avoid puns, or you do as many puns as you can. I I appreciate I always appreciate a good pun, but like some of them are just like ah. <laughs> That's why you keep doing them. It's it's the build up of of continually hearing them. <laughs> Oh, we're going to get the song that I think was originally cut from the theatrical version for some reason. Probably because Why would they cut anything out of this yeah, movie? Yeah, well, because it meandered. I don't know, but that, you know, you could apply that to about 50 other songs. Maybe because it was towards the end. I like this just mass of dogs. The, the four-headed... Well, because it's actually one dog. No, no, I, uh, yeah, it's like, okay. it's like a rat king. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Rusty would like this scene. <laughs> I feel bad that we, we put Rusty upstairs. In your sweaty hands. Have you ever listened to the Love soundtrack? Do you know what it is? No. The Cirque du Soleil show. Oh no. The the love soundtrack I've, is. I've I've always wanted to see Cirque du Soleil and, and just never gone. Um, I mean, you can see it or not, but the the music to it in and of itself is really interesting because they collage together all the Beatles music in really interesting ways, and they mix songs together and over. They'll play parts from one thing. So there's a really cool version of Lady Madonna. Mixed with Hey Bulldog at one point. That's interesting. Yeah, and I, I really recommend listening to it if you never have. Um, 
it's it's not a best of. It's it's a artistic uh, reworking of a lot of their stuff, and it uses a few takes of tracks that weren't used necessarily for the finished songs. Like there's an acoustic version of "While My Guitar Gently Weeps" that they ac- they actually compose new strings for, um, and it's one of my favorite songs that they ever did is the acoustic while my guitar gently weeps and it's it didn't belong on the white album in the way that that version ended up right but it's gorgeous on its own and uh i think you can also hear it completely bare bones on the anthologies so i really recommend tracking that one down but i love hey bulldog i always i think this was my favorite song as a kid listening to this <laughs> Do you know any more? Let's say they're missing one. <laughs> I like the way his ears popped off for just a moment. Mm. Karate? <laughs> I've never seen that. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was super cool the way the apple mm-hmm. kind of jittered before it fell. I'm really intrigued by, like, it looks like there's both watercolor and chalk and... Yeah, what were the mediums? Yeah. I mean, it was probably typical cell paint, um... For a lot of it, but yeah, the backgrounds, it definitely looks like there's some bleed from watercolors. (laughs) My kingdom. (laughs) There's always feet climbed behind him. <laughs> Some animator wasn't paying attention to his tail there. <laughs> 
That's right, Blue Meanies. Go back to Germany. <laughs> Won't you come out to play? Wow. Oh. That was impressive. I I had to have that explained to me by my dad when I was a kid. This is why I love the boob. Jeremy Hillary Boob PhD. Yep. Oh, <laughs> well, and I like Jeremy also kind of has somewhat of an arc in that he. He's benefited by running into the Beatles and Fred because they, you know, they take him out of nowhere and bring him somewhere mm. and then he has more of a purpose. And he stops being no one and starts being someone. Yeah. And that's something. It is something. Oh, yeah. Psychedelic outro. What? No, seriously, what? <laughs> um. See, now I feel like we have to watch The Wall. <laughs> I'll watch The Wall. I'll... I'll... I'll gladly go through that with you. And then we'll watch Wizard of Oz synced to The Wall album. <laughs> yes. uh, no, no, it's Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, which is the one that you play The Wall to? The Wall. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, we'll sync we'll the, the Wall to The to Wall. The wall. <laughs> I, I swear, dude, I swear. You play The Wall at the beginning and it matches beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said about, about the picture of you it's like, I'm like that guy looks like he's about to explain how to sync up Dark Side of the Moon with the Wizard of Oz <laughs> there was a uh, this isn't going to make sense to anyone unless I put, post a picture of it but it was a, a picture of me at the beginning of 2016 versus the beginning of 2017 and I was very clean cut short hair in the first and looked like 20... a nice guy you'd take home to your parents and whatnot. <laughs> In 2017, I'm just completely disheveled. I've grown a large beard. He looks like he's seen some shit. <laughs> take it's not too much. Let's have a nice period of decompression. Yeah. And all of them learn coexistence instead of wanting to rule with a dictatorship like... Rule Attitude. with a six-handed fist. Ah. A six-fingered fist. A six-handed fist. Holy shit. It's like shit. Dr. Strange. <laughs> or uh, Nico Robin. For those One Piece fans out there.
<laughs> I love the way that he just shouts for. Four. <laughs> I've actually seen this before. Oh, really? Yeah. I guess this is the only thing you can kind of take out of context, but... Well, it was just funny because, like, seeing this out of context, I'm like, who the hell's Jeremy? Why does he have a hole in his pocket? <laughs> this apparently was, I think, because they did decide that they liked the film. Right. And they wanted to bless it in some way, so they shot this little tag. All together now. New and blue and meanies have been sighted in the vicinity of the same theater. <laughs> so yeah, you've you've now experienced Which Yellow is all submarine. I can really like I don't feel like you watch this. You experience it. Yes. You <laughs> sit here and it washes over you. <laughs> all the different oceans. Well, and the the lovely kind of message of the film, too, of, I don't know, I feel like you could apply this to, to so many other stories, but just the whole unity, I don't know, trying, well, yeah, trying I mean, to find love instead of hate. Yeah, the, the, the overarching feeling to me is that, like, you know, the only thing that's going to stop bad guys like the Blue Meanies and or Nazis and or whoever you want to insert in the villain role is togetherness. The only thing that will, will redeem mankind. Bertram Russell once said that. Hmm. Wise words. That was on a beer mat. It was Guinness Extra Pale. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, any closing thoughts, Adam, about... I mean... I think I express most of my feelings in the moment that were mostly what? Mostly just, oh, all right. Yeah, I, I mean, like I, de like, I enjoyed it. At, at no point am I just like, man, that's time I'm never going to get back. Like, no, <laughs> I have now seen Yellow Submarine. <laughs> I appreciate it for what it is. So thank you, Dax. You're welcome, Adam. Uh, again, this is one of my favorite animated films just because it still is so incredibly unique. Uh, I, I know there are some things that have tried this style and have attempted to emulate it, but I, I think that it stands pretty well, even well, all this time. It's, it's aged the best. Well, now we have to watch the, uh, the, the robot chicken spoof of this. <laughs> There's but, a robot chicken spoof for everything, though, if we well, start yeah. going down that, that tunnel. Um, but yeah, I think that's, uh, this is Cinepraisal. This is Cinepraisal. I'm Adam. I'm Dax, and... Thank you for uh, joining us on this magical mystery tour. Oh, no, 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, I can't stand Adam. Oh. Still here. He's still here. Okay, bye. Well, that was one hell of a movie we just watched, right? Oh my god, I loved it when the, the one person did it, the other thing. It had ups, it had downs. It was, there were p images that moved in sequence. I felt something. I felt like I had, um, you know, I'd been there. And I had lived that life.
or lives with that person or people. Well said. <laughs> and with that, let's do some housekeeping. Uh, you just heard us talk for a while about a movie. Then you know what it was. We don't have to tell you. Uh, but we wanted to plug a few things. Well, I mean, if you want to talk to us directly about movies, you can hit us up on our Facebook page. Cinepraisal. Uh, or on Twitter. Cinepraisal. Or... On Instagram. Cinepraisal. This was an easy name to get across the board, luckily. Yeah, apparently no one thought about this ahead of time. <laughs> so, C-I-N-E-P-P-R-A-I-S-A-L. That's us. <laughs> that doesn't have to stay in. <laughs> Adam's just like, has this blank stare on his face. <laughs> you guys have a good night. Um... <laughs> <laughs> If you'd like to follow me, uh, I'm at Dak Schaefer, D-A-X-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R, on Instagram and Twitter and all that junk. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can visit my website, ofdistantlands.com, uh, or I'm on the social medias as at Dungeons and Daleks. And Adam, you have a book, don't you? I do have a book. When, where can people buy this book? Uh, it is available wherever fine books are sold online. So basically, Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Um, you can get it as an ebook. You can get it as a beautiful hardcover. Which uh, this guy over here, who I'm pointing at, but you don't know who I'm pointing at. He's literally the only other person in the room. <laughs> Dax did some gorgeous cover art for it. Oh, thank you, thank you. And uh, underneath the dust jacket, there is secret cover art. Oh my God. Uh, and what's the name of this fine book? The book is called. Distant Lands of Sand and the Men Who Died There, which is a much longer title than it seemed when I was typing it's it. It's nice, nice and, I was going to say nice and concise. <laughs> it is to the point, though. You know exactly what it's about. Uh, so thank you. And uh, keep, keep watching, watching movies. movies. Cinepraisal is supported in part by Ko-Fi. And viewers like you. No, okay, so I can do this. I can do this. How are, how are we phrasing it? Hey, you know, we love doing this. And if you enjoy it and you want to help us out, maybe you can hit us up on Ko-Fi. That's ko-fi.com slash cinepraisal. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>